You're listening to GlendaleCC.org and to the Glendale Christian KY podcast on iTunes. This week, Executive Minister Mike Bell brings us a message on walking with Jesus. Thank you for joining us, and we hope that this message encourages you in your walk to love and follow Jesus. Have a wonderful week. I really just want to talk to you today. I I want to talk with you because, uh, to me, one of the most profound statements is that I can walk in Jesus Christ. I, I, I look at Jesus Christ and I see how great Jesus Christ is. And, and, and this, this idea that I can walk in Him, that I can be in Him, that I, that, that, that I, I and my personality and His personality, we absorbed into each other and, and we're one. And we reflect out that one. And, and it's, it's all through the Scriptures we're baptized into Him. We put on Him. You know, it, it, it's, it's constantly talking through the Scriptures about being baptized in Him, receiving Him. Uh, in Him we live and move and have our being. And it's talking about these things. And I'm telling you that if we walk in Jesus Christ, if we live in Jesus Christ, you're not going to have days that don't have problems. I'm not going to tell you you're going to be the wealthiest people in the world. I'm not going to tell you you're not going to have any heartache. But for me to walk in Jesus Christ, for Him to allow me a sinner, allow me a tarnished person to be in Him and to be a part of me is such an awesome, awesome picture. Jesus said, if anyone wishes to come after me, let him deny himself, pick up his cross, and follow me. What does it mean to follow Jesus? And what does it mean to have Jesus in you? I I, want to talk and share with you a little bit about that this morning. And I think it's so important that we look. It says, as therefore you have received Jesus as Lord, so walk in him. You've received Jesus Christ. The majority of you in this room have received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And what does it mean to walk in Him? I was looking through the Scriptures and I was thinking about come walk with me. And and, and I got to thinking, when Jesus walks on the water, man, that's an awesome experience. I love that. We talk about that. And I want to walk with Jesus on water, don't you? But then Jesus tells us to walk to the poor, to reach to those that are hurting. And we can't walk there. When when, uh, Jesus goes to the wedding feast, and Jesus changes that water into wine, man, that's exciting, and I want to be there. But when Jesus tells me to exchange my money into service for him, or my time, into service for him i don't want to be there or when jesus comes into the into the city of jerusalem i want to be there with the branches and i want to put those branches out but i don't want to be there for the crucifixion you see when it's talking about walking with jesus it's talking about walking with jesus at all times but the majority of us We want the crown, but we don't want the cross. 
We want the glory, but we don't want the gory. And so I want to talk to you today just about that. And I, and I want you to realize that today is no different than it was in the days of Jesus. Human nature doesn't change. When, when, when Jesus came and, and, and he gave a dinner, how many people came to that feeding? 5,000. 5,000. So, Craig, next time you and I put on a dinner, we know the numbers come out. But when they preach, how many came to hear Jesus? 500. What was the difference? When, 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 he, when he sit down to tell his people to go out and witness and, and, and to make disciples, how many went out? When he went into the garden and he said, watch and pray, how many went with him? Three. And he went to the cross by himself. When Jesus is telling us that he wants us to walk with him, he wants us to walk with him all the time. But it seems like that we want to walk with him when the time is good and when it's good and that all things are great, we're with Jesus. But then we're not with Jesus. And so I wanted to talk to you today because I think this is a very important question and a very important situation. And, and, and in 1 Corinthians 13, it says faith, hope, and love. I want to talk to you that we're to walk with Jesus in faith, hope, and love. And to walk in faith, you know... Uh, Hebrews, the 11th chapter, is called the faith chapter of the Bible. And there's listed all these people that have served and all these people that uh, were, were great individuals in the Jewish history. And it was that great hall of fame of faith that we look at. Well, that same faith in Jesus Christ is here today, and that same faith is the faith that we need daily in our lives. You know, I, I, I look at that, and uh, I, I, immediately, I immediately think of the Scripture uh, where Jesus is asleep uh, in the boat, and the storm has come up on, on, on the Sea of Galilee. And Jesus is asleep in the boat. And Jesus is sleeping there, and the disciples, they're scared to death. And, and here's Jesus sleeping. And they go over and they wake up. Hey, Jesus, wake up. Don't you understand that we're about to die? Wake up, Jesus. And Jesus gets up and says, peace, be still. Well, I think that same Jesus is saying to us, when the storms come in your life, when the storms come up, that they're going to have those storms and you're going to have those situations. But you've got to understand through that storm, Jesus is there. Several years ago, Sharon and I were flying somewhere, and, and we got into a storm. And man, that plane shook, and lightning and everything, and that thing was shaking, and I was holding on to her hand. Uh, I'm not Catholic, but I got out of rosary, and, uh, you know, I, I was covering all the bases. I wanted to make sure that the Lord was there, and I thought I had him, but anyway... Uh, I, I was scared, and I don't like to fly because the Bible says, lo, I'm with you, but I, I, I don't want to drive all those distances either, so I'll take flying for a few minutes. 
And so we were in this storm, and the captain says, ladies and gentlemen, we're at 600 miles up or whatever it was, and, uh, you know, uh, the storm and all that, and I didn't, all I was praying, and that plane was just shaking, and Sharon says, calm down, calm down. And all of a sudden, we break through those clouds, and we're above it, and you look down, and there you could see the clouds below you, but we got through, we got through the storm. And I was thinking that as I was writing this. You know, so many storms in life, you just got to get through them. And sometimes you got to get above them. And Jesus will take you above whatever conflict, whatever situation you're in. If you believe in him, if you trust in him, and you keep your faith in your daily lives and keep that faith going daily in his life. I love a great football story that I heard several years ago. And it was a football story about Baylor playing Texas for the conference championship, 1974. And Baylor is playing Texas for the conference, and the halftime score is Texas 24, Baylor 7. They come in at halftime. The coach notices the quarterback, Neil Jeffries, goes over, and he's standing at the side. And, and, and so the coach goes over, and Neil kneels down and starts praying. And so the coach says to Neil, after he finished praying, he said, uh, are you okay? He says, yes, sir, I'm just thanking the Lord for our victory. Now, down to Texas, a powerful team, 24-7, to halftime, and he's in here thanking the Lord for praying. And, and uh, you know, the coach, he said, good job, brother, and they got up. They went out the second half. Neil Jeffries rallied that team. Neil Jeffries, he got to rallying that team. He ran the ball. He passed the ball. And the final score of that game was Baylor 34, Texas 24. He believed and he trusted. And, and you know, that's the kind of faith that I want. The kind of faith that is saying, my God can do all things. Do you want that kind of faith? Do you? You got you to gotta look bigger than what we look. I, I went fishing the other day with, uh, with Craig, and Craig and I went fishing, and we were out there fishing, and, and, and I was catching these 16-inch uh, uh, bass, throwing them back. 16, 17-inch 16, bass, throwing them back. Craig said, what are you doing? What are you doing? And I said, I only got a 6-inch skillet. <laughs> Guys, we got to have bigger vision and a bigger idea than what we sometimes come in with. All things are possible through Jesus Christ. Amen? All things are possible through Jesus Christ. We got to believe. Neil Jeffries believed. And Neil Jeffries thought, I'm going to win. And he thought big. And we, especially in the church, we think even. Comfort. We got to think big. God can do great things. And in our faith, God can do great things. The second thing that I want us to walk in is hope. And honestly, I think hope in the world today is dwindling a great deal. When we talk, we talk about the number of murders. We talk about the drug problem. We, we talk about the, the situation that is so grim. And, 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 and just the world is going apart. It, it, it seems like everything, we've lost hope. We've lost hope. 
We've lost hope in humanity. We've lost hope in our government. We've lost hope. We've lost hope. And I feel the church needs to stand up and be leading today that we are going to make a difference. Many years ago, Ringo Starr wrote a song, sang a song, and it was Stop the World, I Want to Get Off. I can't go, any, can't go on any longer. I can't go on any longer. And a lot of us are feeling that. It just stopped the world. I want to get off. I can't go on. I, I, I can't keep going on. I can't let this keep happening. And yet, we see the Word of God that it is true. And Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation. And yet, that hope, that Paul had that hope in that gospel, Paul had that hope that the gospel was going to make a difference. And that is the hope that we need to have today. But we've lost that. Sharon and I, uh, Brother Jeff preached a sermon a few weeks ago, and it reminded me, Sharon and I, uh, we went to Israel, and when we went to Israel, the, the guide would ask us of an evening, what do y'all want to do tomorrow? And I said, I want to go on the road to Emmaus. I, I love the account, and Jeff preached about it a couple weeks ago, uh, of the disciples walking along. They had been to Jerusalem. They heard that, uh, that Jesus' body had been stolen. They had heard all the things, and, and they just didn't know what's going on. And they're walking along, and they're kicking the dirt uh, to Emmaus. And, and so our guide took us to Emmaus and they were getting ready to blacktop it. But we saw the road to Emmaus, and we walked on the road to Emmaus in dirt. And we stopped at Samuel's tomb, which is right there beside it, and we walked in that dirt, and we kicked it, and I kept thinking of those disciples walking along, not knowing that Jesus was with them all the time. And the hope that we have is sometimes that we've lost sight not knowing that Jesus is with us all the time. These guys were walking to Emmaus, and they said, haven't you heard what happened in Jerusalem? And then Jesus appeared to them and disappeared. Oh, I tell you, the hope that we have in Jesus, my hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and his righteousness. The hope that we have in Jesus. And then the last thing that I want to share with you we need to walk in love. And we talk about love all the time. We say we love one another. And, and, and let me tell you, uh, I, have, I have so many friends and so many loved ones in this church. Uh, there are so many of you that are my family. I have brothers and sisters in Christ that are so rich and so wonderful. Actually, my brothers and sisters in Christ are better and more dearing to me than my brothers and sisters in birth. I am blessed. I am truly blessed. And I'm blessed to call you friend. And I'm blessed to call you a loved one. And I appreciate you and I love you deeply. But brothers and sisters, we got to love one another. And we got to make that love real. Not something from the lips. Not something that just says it we got to act it and put it into deed and put it into action. You know, uh, I, I, I was looking to Scripture. Let, let's just sum it up. I was looking to Scripture, and, and, and 
I, I was thinking, you know, Jesus showed me how much he loved me. Jesus showed me, and Jesus says, Michael, how do you love me? Elizabeth Barrett Browning said, how do I love thee? Let me count the word or the ways. Uh, Jesus says, Michael, show me. I, I, I've died for you. I showed you how to live. Show me how you love me. Well, Jesus, when the rough gets going and the tough gets out there, I, I sometimes hide. I don't stand up for you. Uh, Jesus, sometimes I do things that I know I oughtn't to do. Uh, Jesus, sometimes I say things that I, I shouldn't say. And sometimes I ought to apologize, and I haven't apologized. Jesus, I've let you down. And I have to say that because I have. And we all have. And then I looked at the Scripture, and I was looking at that. And let's just share some. And, and when I hold up my finger, you say the word love, okay? Your enemies. Your neighbors as yourself. One another. Follow the way of 1 Corinthians. Do everything in Serve one another in Galatians. Live a life of and over all these virtues put on don't lose heart now the brotherhood of believers and let us not with words but with actions and in truth. You see those are just some scriptures that I gathered and put in there very quickly that are telling us that we're to love one another, we're to encourage one another, we're to lift up one another. And as a church, we need to be a church that's out there really concerned about our brothers and sisters and making a difference for them. We need to be people who love. We need to be people who love God with all of our heart and all of our soul and all of our minds. We need to be people that are, are showing that love by breaking down the barriers, by breaking down the walls. We need to be the people that are out there showing the world that the, the people will know that you are my people by your, by your, don't forget that. And how are we showing that love? Do the people of Glendale Christian Church love one another? They better. Because the world is losing hope. The world is losing. And it's because we're not acting like Christians. We need to be out there showing the world. Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. I'm not going to make you sing, but that little light needs to be shining for Jesus. That little light needs to be shining wherever you go for Jesus. That light needs to be shining that people can see Jesus. Don't be ashamed. Stand in faith, hope, and love. Stand in faith, hope, and love. We've got so many things going for us. And the world gets tough. But this is when Christianity needs to stand up. If you've lost hope, I want to give you a secret. Don't let this get out of this room, okay? It's a secret. I read the last part of the chapter. I read it. We win. We win. 
Jesus Christ has a reward for every one of his children. We win. And if you're not a child of God, today an invitation is open to you that you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and you give your body, mind, and spirit to him. If you are a disciple of Jesus Christ and you've been kind of mediocre in your living, now is the day to make up your mind that I'm going to live for Jesus. I'm going to shine for Jesus. I'm going to come out and show Jesus as my Lord. I'm going to measure up to what Jesus expects me to measure up to. I love the great story of Alexander the Great. And Alexander the Great is, is uh, coming through the army and inspecting the army. And uh, not army, but Air Force. Aaron, great to see you today. Glad to have you today. Right? Airmen. And Morgan and the girls, too, but you're all right. But it's great having you home. And Alexander's looking at the army, and while he's inspecting the army, one of the uh, fellow Air Forcemen there, Cordell, he, he wasn't at Tucson. But uh, anyway, uh, inspecting the army, and uh, they brought this guy in and threw him down, and they said, this is a deserter. This is a deserter. What do you want us to do with this deserter? And Alexander looked off from his big bright uh, white horse and said, Young man, what is your name? And that man said, My name is Alexander, sir. Alexander, young man, change your name or your conduct. Today I say if you claim to be a child of God and you're not acting like a child of God, change your conduct and start acting like a child of God because Jesus Christ expects you to act like a conduct person of Christian love, virtue, and spirit. Amen? Would you bow with me for a word of prayer? Lord, we ask you to dismiss us and take us to the world and take us into the trenches that we might be making a difference wherever we go. Be with our vacation Bible school this week. May it be a glorious and wonderful experience for a lot of people. Thank you for Chris and his ministry. But bless everyone in this house this day. Bless those who desired to be here. And may Jesus re reign supreme in our lives. In his name we ask. Amen.